0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is Rob and Jay from the Classic Gaming Podcast. We uh, play and talk about old school video games on our podcast. I know you probably couldn't have guessed that from the name of it, but uh, as for me, I tend to prefer the old, the good old point and click adventure game genre. I also like strategy games. I play a lot of wide variety of stuff. Uh, uh, As for J. Yeah, I'm really partial to RPGs and RTSs. So things like Final Fantasy Tactics and Chrono Trigger to that of StarCraft or Age of Empires. Um, Generally at the podcast, we try to stay on topic, but we usually end up going off on super, super far tangents. Give us a listen over at the HP Video Game Podcast Network. You can also find us at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. And uh, we hope you check us out. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network.
1: Hey, yeah, you. Did you know that our cast is on Patreon? Go check out patreon.com slash for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small such as our $1 tier to show your support or join one of our higher tiers to get a shout-out pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. Once again, that's patreon.com artcast. Thanks for helping us, and keep it retro. Everybody now, try to
0: make it real. Everybody now, try to make it real. Everybody now.
1: What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another episode of Arcast Mini. This is Arcast Mini number 21, and uh, this is a very special one because uh, I am actually here with someone who I personally have looked up to for many, many years, probably for over a decade now, I'd say. Uh, I'm here with Corey Coleman of Double Toasted, formerly of Spill.com. So, how's it going there, Corey?
0: It's going well. I I admire you very much too. You're the closest I'm ever gonna to get to Muhammad Ali uh, <laughs> from the story you told me. This guy, you should you should hear what this I don't know if you told your audience. This guy told me a story about how he is actually related to Muhammad Ali. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: you know, and I'm looking at him. Maybe if I just maybe if this was just audio, I would believe that, but I'm looking at him. He's about as he's about as white as the sun coming through my <laughs> the sunlight coming through my window right now. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if you're bullshitting <laughs> yep. or not, but I'll take it. <laughs>
1: so we're not too different you and i in that case as well as i'd be content creators as well um so like you know it's just like a real pleasure honestly to to like speak with you just because you know again like you know i've been following like your your career like ever since like spill.com um, you know, like, just, like, everything they would be doing as far as, like, with, like, movie reviews and, like, you know, just, like, the, uh, you know, the animation style, too, like, with, you know, with the movie reviews back then and, uh, bringing that over now, like, you know, to, um, the Double Toasted channel, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's, like, really impressive and just, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I just, I just really, like, admire your work, basically, in that case, uh, and, and especially because of the fact, too, like, I know that you're, that, you know, they they are big at the gaming, too, um and I know that like uh, as far as like your gaming history uh one game that comes to mind is Rampage. I know you're a big Rampage fan, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know that was a a big staple of the arcade era for me, man.
1: Yeah. Were there any other like I guess like arcade games that like you you remember like just being really into back then or just like gaming in general like in your in your roots basically?
0: Well, you know, we I talk about this all the time. I mean, one of the things that really just just shook my world up when it came out. Was Dragon's Lair because Dragon's Lair, you know, I was a kid who always wanted to be an animator. I also loved video games, loved going to the arcade, and then you got this thing that combines just these two worlds that that I love so much.
1: Mm. Don Bluth, yeah,
0: Don and Don Bluth was already somebody I I kind of admired, uh, and so then when I when when I see him working on this video game that just was unlike anything I'd seen before. Uh, that was, that's probably one of the most memorable things in, in, you know, my life when it comes to, uh, that and Pac-Man, you know, I was there for two legendary games, you know, I can remember, you know, because I can remember, I can remember vividly the histories of, 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 uh, of when those games made an impact on my life. I remember Dragon's Lair was something that was, uh, such a huge game and was so rare that when it came to my hometown of Waco, you know, it came to like this one pizza, this pizzeria, and it was like, you got my I told my mom every Friday you got to drive me across town to play this game, Mama Coleman, and yeah, <laughs> Mama Coleman, yeah. And uh, you know, I guess pizza and legendary video games play a part in my life. I remember coming out of uh, from out of town uh, with my with my friend. His parents had taken me to, to out of town for some some event, and uh, we were on our way back, and we stopped by Pizza Hut. And that's that was the first time I'd seen Pac-Man, and I was just like, man, what the what the hell is this game? This is a, this is amazing. But I didn't think anything was going to be of it, you know. And then the next thing I know, my mom is wanting to go to the arcade to play Pac-Man. Oh, she
1: got into Pac-Man herself too, yeah. Yeah,
0: she she was of course she was terrible at it, but she just <laughs> you know <laughs> she you know she didn't know what she was doing. But she but the, it was it was just something about Pac-Man. It became such a big culture phenomena that it was you know. The, your parents knew what it was at that moment yeah. and they were curious about it. And because it was just, they they were told that this is something that is you, you have to like because eh, it has such a cultural impact. They were into it too. And, you know, my, and, and, and of course at the time, that was a big thing about it, man. If your parents were playing a video game, then that video game was amazing.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, like there's only like three games that come to mind that had that sort of, I don't know, I guess like reach really across like for, where like everyone and your mother was, was playing uh, was Pac-Man uh, Tetris. And Wii Sports as well. So. Yeah,
0: we yeah, you, yeah. Your grand your grandma played that shit too, man. Right. You know, <laughs> when grandparents were like playing that, man, that's the uh, yeah. Nintendo almost killed these old people, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a lawsuit on their hands from like the old folks' home, yeah.
0: Yeah, they because th- they would always show you like like I don't I I personally think that you 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 can't force a certain generation to be into something. And you know if it does, it's going to be a short-lived fad, and that's kind of what the Wii was. Because they would always like you know we show you know kids of course playing cool stuff with it, but then they should always show these old people like flat on around trying to do like the Wii gym or Wii exercise or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, we you know and it's, it's like man you you because you, know, you look at these people like man if you don't sit your old ass down, you're going to Nintendo's going to kill you. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it, but it was cool actually to see these you know, it's it's actually great to see these moments where uh video games do have cross cross generation appeal. Uh, you know, at a time, especially when even today, there are politicians who want to use video games as a scapegoat for for anything, man.
1: So I was going to ask you about that because I know you like to go on your soapbox. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there was that video, I'm sure you like know about this uh, from like the White House that they put up on the White House YouTube channel. I yeah. want to say like where it showed off the examples of violence of video games and how yeah. it's terrible for the youth of America. We're going to corrupt the youth and they're going to become violent to do school shootings. And this is the reason why there are school shootings shootings um bs like that you know of course. Uh, so uh i was kind of curious i guess like on your take i guess with um i guess like with with video games always kind of being used as a scapegoat for violence in america
0: well i mean it was at one point where it was just something that they didn't understand i mean that's always the case right the rock and roll is driving the kids crazy The right. death metal is making kids uh and and, and people uh, uh evil uh, which mm-hmm. studies just prove that death metal does the exact opposite, actually. <laughs>
1: they're calling up Satan. Yeah.
0: Half the neighborhood cats are gone. They're sacrificing Satan. You know, it's a, it's right. a, it's, you know, it, 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 and, and video games was just another thing. I mean, you know, you had, and I, I look, I'm, I'm very understanding about a lot of things. You know, parents see kids playing something where you're playing a character who's in control of a weapon. Mm-hmm. They're they the, and they're doing aggressive behavior in the game. They're killing things, Even especially so, with with,
1: with uh, guns in this case. With so, guns yeah. in this case,
0: uh, but it really does come down to something that they don't understand. And with every study that's out there to say like that, look, there's still no concrete proof that video games are making people crazy, uh, making kids aggressive, and it's responsible for school shootings. Um, now we're in a time where we know why the, that video was put out there because we have a president who wants to just, uh, you know, he knows what his base is like. He knows that they watch a channel that's all no, about nothing but inciting fear in people. Uh, and and that's why he put the video game thing back out there. He knows that there's a still a very conservative base of people that want to like look at video games as something scary. And that's it's just put out there to, to appeal to them. Mm-hmm. you know it's like hey like look i'm doing my job I'm, I'm talking about the big scary video games like you want me to i'm talking about the mexicans like you want me to you know i'm talking you know i'm talking about the gays like you want me to it's like i that, mean that's it's all, all part it's- of that
1: like propaganda machine that he's been churning out and like with the i mean like i feel like with that particular situation like with blaming video games again just kind of just bring it up um i feel like that was just kind of something that was mentioned to him he doesn't know anything about the the, you know, the issue he doesn't care about the issue either all he really cares about you know u- like ultimately really is having like that kind of that um that legacy of himself which is in the form of this wall basically and that's why mm-hmm. he's like so like hell bent on it but uh not not to make this like a political podcast but uh with, with like the video games it's like kind of like more about uh just kind of like throwing it out there as a scapegoat to get the heat off of guns and then just move on so people can forget about it yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people in this country and I guess like just in general uh, just forget about things like 24 hours after they're done anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly man it's funny how we can just forget about the gun but that video game is still around that, that video yeah. game is making people crazy but we you know I just find that insane that uh, the same questions that you can you know sim- uh, maybe not the exact same but similar questions in the base that you can bring up about video games can still be applied to guns. I'm not advocating, you know, and again, we're not turning this into a big, uh, big political discussion here, but it's just like, it is a, comes down to video games is just a scapegoat, man. Those same questions that you ask about the behavior of music and in, in video games can be applied to guns. It's just that there's no big, strong video game lobbyists like there is with the NRA in politics. And so that's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's something that's easy to pick on. Yes, yeah, you know, I mean, and every time it happens... Even somebody tried to say something, uh, 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 just a little bit of rumblings when New Zealand happened. Some politician somewhere, I forgot who, but it was like, hey,
1: maybe video games has something to do with it. It's like, oh, come on, man. Was that you mentioned? Like, I, I think I missed that.
0: I uh, say so. uh, they, 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 some, some, some. I think it was like brought up somewhere. Like some politician, someone went to say, "You oh, maybe video mm. games have something to do with New Zealand." You know, it, it's, it's aggressive. Maybe behavior, like a you
1: know? throwaway line or something. Yeah, out yeah, on. yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Maybe we should take a look at this again. Yeah, it's it's, it's
1: insane, yeah. man. I mean, and listen, Let's everybody, take a look at the Call of Duties and the Grand Theft Autos. Like, see what that's all about. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's all about getting these people, you know, who don't know video games. This generation that didn't grow up with them, we did. And so it's just, it's something that's going to, I think it's an argument and, uh, and a topic and a scapegoat that's going to be, sl- uh, you're slowly going to hear less of as generations who came up with video games, who have a better understanding of it, know yeah. what the deal is with it. And that's, that's, you know, it's, it's, that's how things work, man. You know, the old generation is out, the new generation is in, and we're going to be scared of something, you know, to ourselves. And when that comes about, whatever that is. Exactly, yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> mumble rap scares uh, the shit out of me, you know. So- <laughs> <laughs>
1: or like the Florida man we, we, we were talking about like the Florida man <laughs> earlier so <laughs> that's that's the real threat in America right now yeah yeah you know
0: Florida I mean, you're worried about video games and Florida man is still at large you know so <laughs>
1: Wake up, America! Come on. Man. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, but um, yeah. To to get back in the video game. so, um, so like, and and you know, and and obviously, you're you're like more of like a movie guy, like you know, just, you know, just like a general. Um, and well, it's actually funny. Uh, like you know, today as as we're like recording this uh, for Mortal Kombat 11, uh, they actually announced that Shang Tsung is gonna be a DLC character for for the game. Uh, and they're gonna have the original actor who portrayed him in ni- in the nineteen ninety five movie uh play as the the digital version basically um or they're using like his like you know his uh his likeness and his voice yeah. and stuff so um which you know which is really cool so i was kind of curious uh i guess like what are your what are your favorite as well as like least favorite <laughs> we'll say uh video game movies or games or, or or movies based on video games
0: yeah we you know it's a, it's an interesting discussion hey let me ask you what 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 is uh I'd be I'd be interested to hear this because I answer this question all the time. I do have a I do have an answer immediately. Sure. Uh, and my answer might be debatable, but uh, what is your favorite video game adaptation?
1: <laughs> um, so guilty pleasure uh, is Street Fighter the movie. Um, <laughs> wait, purely, wait, a minute, the live
0: action one or the animated
1: one? The live action one with like Raul Julia and Jean Claude Van Damme and all that. <laughs> just because I just really really love Raul Julia, and I feel like you know as much as it's. You know, it's kind of a travesty, really, that, like, you know, at the end of his, like, illustrious career, that, like, that's, like, his last role. Um, but at the same time, I just can't get over how amazing those, like, you know, just how quotable he is in that movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the, for me, it was Tuesday line, and game over, like, oh, we, yeah. like, quote it all the time on this show. So, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things, like, always kind of, like, you know, comes back to mind. Like, even, like, even my, my, like, text tone is, uh, of course, like, with him, like, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which is great whenever, like, I get like a random text and someone like asks me a question or like even just mentions something, and then I, you know, all of a sudden I get a text. Of course, I just pops up. <laughs> um, so, um, so, you know, for me, like, it's that. But, um, but I think objectively, you have to say that Mortal Kombat possibly would be the case in this, in this situation. Mortal Kombat, as far as being
0: a you know direct translation, I mean, I mean, you can look, yeah, you can make. An amazing, you know, uh, legitimately good film out of anything. But it, nobody was trying to do that with uh, Mortal Kombat. They made exactly what it was. Yeah. You know, they didn't—they didn't try to rewrite the story to make it better. No, they just took the—they—they they took the stillness of it and just—and—and and, you know and, and there's something cool about taking the essence of a film and that doesn't have a lot of material within itself and still making it work. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat was always up there for me, uh, until Silent Hill came out. I think Silent Hill Silent
1: Hill is underrated. Yeah, I would Silent agree Hill
0: is that. greatly underrated, man. Now that sequel was a complete piece of shit, but uh yeah. <laughs> but the, Silent Hill had a strong story and it carried it through. It might not have been great, but it had a strong story and carried it through and a lot of that game, a lot of the movie looks like looks exactly like the the game. Um mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, as far as a legit, you know, almost, not completely, but almost full uh you know, uh, uh, translation from uh uh, game to screen that one is really cool and i like they changed some things around i mean to keep you know the people guessing i i, I wish they would have used uh it's almost sexist with the way they change the character and because it's a woman right uh the girl from uh uh, uh what was that that, that movie with vin diesel's blind and fighting creatures uh
1: Oh um Pitch Black Pitch or... Black yeah, the, it the, yeah. yeah it was
0: the yeah was the 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 female lead from that she was in that movie but you know they cuz in the game you know it's a it's a what Harry Mason is a guy uh, they changed it around so that the woman, because they said it was really, I think, if I recall, they said, yeah, but they, we think that people are going to be more scared for a woman than a man. And so I was like, all right, you know, that's kind of stupid. But uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I guess there's like psychologically, there's some truth to that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. You You're more I mean? concerned for, for like a woman's safety than you are for like a guy's, you know? So
0: yeah, but I always thought, like, well, if you can make us be scared for a guy, that's even scarier than if you go by that logic.
1: So, you know. They're coming to cut my balls off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: just aim for his dick the whole time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, uh, I think the other one that I said is debatable uh, is uh, 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 Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim yeah. is not a direct translation of a video game, but it took video game elements.
1: Based on video game culture and yeah. just gaming in general. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Culture, the tropes, the
1: language. Mm-hmm record ralph is kind of the same way too you know
0: yeah 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 Rick and ralph is kind of the same way uh just but scott pilgrim just combined comics and video games in a way that it was so faithful like like i said to the to the visuals and language of those uh, of those formats and i thought that, like you know if somebody could actually until record ralph came out you know that was the one that really got it and did it well
1: right yeah yeah and um, there's there like one thing I came across actually when I was looking up uh, some material for for our discussion, which I have to bring up because uh, I'm not totally familiar with it myself. I probably missed this uh, missed this video that's based on. Uh, but Corey's GameCube. <laughs> so this is a meme that apparently has gone around uh, with apparently your GameCube got busted or something. Can can you tell this, the like the story on that?
0: Man, I was uh. So we do we we do full sponsorships now. Uh, But before that, you know, we were getting small sponsorships, the ones that were like, hey, mention this and we'll pay you uh, per impression. So I was always mentioning Gamefly. Mm-hmm. And which is cool, you know, it's nothing, nothing wrong with, uh, with, with doing that, man. But you know, because it was so, it was, it was, it was like I'm doing with uh, DT merch Night right now, which is our mm-hmm. merch store. Get that toasty goodness all Get over that your toasty body. Toasty goodness, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of your listeners might not know what we're talking about, but that's a, a meme in itself that came from us uh, just constantly whoring out our, our merch store. But um, yeah. <laughs> we did that before with GameFly, and with in the and, and I just never changed the. I never, I never changed the pitch, so it, it would, every week. It would always be uh, you'd always hear me say, "I think," because I was always saying, "You can get it for new consoles, some old consoles." I think I'll pull out my own GameCube and get that fixed. So I, start, so I start playing some games. And people, I don't know why people just ran off at there, Like, is this GameCube fixed yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it, every week it was the same thing. I'm going to put out the whole Cube, and get that fixed and start playing some games. So, so every week it didn't change. And people are like, well, you going to get that fixed, man.
1: <laughs> so, it's like waiting for like the next chapter, basically, to find out. It's like, did you get it fixed or not? Like yeah. You have to stay tuned for like the next episode to find out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm a, You know, uh, the world may never know now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. yeah?
0: Actually, you know, uh, a little secret here. The GameCube was never broken. <laughs>
1: so, oh, really? Yeah. Is I, this GameCube gate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just a liar. I'm a I'm a fraud. I'm a phony. Nah, man. We, we moved and uh, pulled out the GameCube, and I looked at it, and I was like, "There's absolutely nothing wrong with this. This is perfect."
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. And so you haven't brought this out to the masses, I guess, until until now, I guess. You until know, now, as, like, man. Just to save your GameCube. Yeah,
0: you're gonna receive so many emails now, and it's just, <laughs> the news is gonna stop talking about how I'm just I'm just a fake. <laughs> I'm a liar. Yeah. Yeah, GameCube worked all the time.
1: <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Corey the liar. I knew yeah. it all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's actually good for me. To, that's the least evil I've ever been if I've lied about a GameCube. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, man. Nah, nah, nah. But, uh, yeah, I – I uh, no, I, I – I, it feels it, – it's cool to see when people uh, – kind of pick up on things that you say you know, and, and they run with it. It's, it's always funny and, it's, and it always amazes me when people do that. So, Have people done right. that with you
1: at all? As, as far as I kind of take something and yeah, run just it with it? Yeah, something
0: random that you, you just set off the cuff or, you know, and somebody just ran with it in a way you never expected.
1: Hmm. Um. A few times, but I think like the most prominent thing I can think of is when I was doing YouTube videos, and um, I had people uh, always pointing out the butt chin that I have. So like, they're they're always kind of making like, I guess like um, you know, I guess like judgments or like ideas as far as like what the butt chin is like for, or like if it had like superpowers, for example. And um, so we kind of ran with it like with a uh, with kind of like a like off the cuff like spin off video like we like. <laughs> We, we like we like in our videos, like we had um, what was it like like very specific topics that we like hit on, but every so often we just go like off the cuff and just mention something like just completely random. And this and you know that was like part of it, like where where, where we talk about like having having mutant powers. And so, um, my friend Quan um says like, oh, you know, you should have like uh have like Scott Summers like optic blast coming out of your <laughs> out of your butt chin. It's like pew pew, like lasers
0: <laughs> shooting out of your chin ass crack. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly.
1: See <laughs> butt chin blast. I think it's a strong chin,
0: man. I wish people could see this. And people who have seen this, man, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a strong chin. It's like one of those Kirk Douglas chins, man. Yeah. But when you say butt chin, I'm looking at it and all I see is like Hank Hill's ass, you know. So yeah.
1: That butt ain't right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's a strong, well defined chin. You have a chin dimple.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a chin cleft or however that you want to describe it, I guess.
0: Yeah, so. man. You yeah, have one of those chins that dudes from the 60s and 50s, you know, when they like <laughs> tough guy chin, you know?
1: There you go. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm a tough guy, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as I don't see a turd come out of your chin or something, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right out there, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, you, know, uh, you know, to go back into, um, into like, movies now, um, you know, as far as like how to make like a good I guess, video game movie, because obviously we're seeing, like, more them now with, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and so on and so forth. Like, I I know there's, like, another one that um, the guy announced that I'm, I'm, like, forgetting about at the top of my head, but Sonic the Hedgehog's kind of, like, the big one right now. Yeah. And um, I remember you actually had, like, a video, actually, to tell people to leave Sonic alone, (laughs) because, like, it's just, like, the fanboys is getting all up in it. But, you know, you can't really deny, also, that, you know, there are, you know, that there are, like, discrepancies, like, to, like, the character that has people worried, and and even, like, Sega is kind of, like, worried, too, I feel like, because... Um, I think one of the developers. I, I, th- I think you may have mentioned this like in your video before, but like one of the one of the like developers, like original developers for, for Sonic the Hedgehog, is afraid of what you know if this movie bombs. What it means for the Sonic franchise going forward?
0: Yeah, and and look, we've seen this before where the movie comes out and has a you know it, it reflects badly on the property, and, and of course the, the people who who own these properties don't want that man they don't want any kind of you know this they don't want to kind of bad marketing especially if it's going to re- reflect bad on what they do at no fault of their own either but, yeah case, i mean so. i'm thinking yeah exactly you know uh when they don't have now you know ubisoft they were they were all over assassin's creed they're talking about how oh we oh yeah they i mean from the beginning like oh man we own this shit we ain't we we ain't letting anybody come in and mess this up and it was we making this shit feeling. good yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, then you see like somebody probably should have taken that away from them uh, <laughs> from the very start. Give me this.
1: You right. this.
0: Uh you, you're gonna mess this up. But uh, Sega has a right to be worried about Sonic. It's their property and they have no, no control over it. But we've seen cases where people have control over something, and it didn't work. There's cases where people don't, and um uh, and 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 then it works all right. Uh it's you know it's uh it's a tricky situation because the did, did well. Let me ask you this: Did Sega just not? I mean, they have to sign that off, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, they would give the rights for Sonic the Hedgehog to be used for this particular project, or for however many years. I'm not sure like what the specifics are for for this particular contract. Mm-hmm. It might just be for this movie, and then however well it does, there might be some sort of clause. Like I'm, like I'm not entirely sure, but okay. as, far, as, as far as I know, it's only for this movie. So.
0: Okay, well then you signed off on this you gave permission to do, to do this. I mean, you're going to have to realize that that's going to be a, a a situation where something's going to come up where you're not going to have complete control over it. And maybe, and who's to know, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. Like I said, Ubisoft, they did, they did a terrible job with their, with, with, with their movie. Uh, and then, you know, the the other thing, I guess my argument, look, I was just kind of doing it, to like you know, just, just to start some shit with these fanboys, too. But, you know, to, to get the conversation going. But I, I mean, did, the Sonic I,
1: fanboys are like real, man. They oh, yeah. So. But I'm not
0: trolling them. I did have I, there were legitimate questions like, you know, because people saying nobody. And I got claps. You know, I got it in claps. Nobody asked for a Sonic movie. And I'm just like, well, nobody <laughs> asked for Pikachu to be a detective either. Did they? Y'all are like
1: really happy about that. Yeah. So I mean, there was at least the Detective Pikachu movie or like game actually before the movie. So like, the, 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 you know, there was that. There, they, you know, they might make like a new one uh, as well, like after the movie, like depending on how, on how well it does. So oh yeah, but
0: you know, people are happy about that, and 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 granted, it looks more faithful to what they did there. But then, you know, there's some things that I always say, like, all right, I think the the yeah, I can see it on on the side of the fans, I can definitely see where I think it would have been better as you know a completely cg animated film mm-hmm. you know uh, uh it's something where you know like an illumination film like they, what they want to do with uh mario mm-hmm. they're making a mario movie uh super mario that's gonna movie.
1: be animated i believe right and that's gonna the be mario yeah movie. i think
0: that uh, yeah it's gonna uh, it, illumination is not gonna be doing it Then some company like illumination is gonna be completely animated perfect right. that's a crazy world you know uh, so, yeah, I think it's a misstep not doing it like that. I, I try, you know, because it does reek of cynicism, like saying, all right, we can't sell this unless we put Sonic with, uh, with a live action star whose face we can see. Uh, it worked for Scooby Doo, so we want to get this money too, you know. And it's, but at the same time, all right, you know, some things have worked before. My whole argument is like, be cautious. If they do it this way, of course, they can't make Sonic look just exactly like he did in the game.
1: And- I mean, it, it like it feels like the big thing with the Sonic movie that was a real misstep was really just the marketing. Because like when that first poster came out uh, with the uh, with like the legs over the bridge. You know, and yeah. people are just like looking at that as like, what the hell am I looking at? So it's just like Sonic's legs. Like this is the first time you're seeing Sonic in this movie and you're just seeing his legs. And they're in a position where people are literally making like drawings of like where the oh, camera yeah. would be, you know? Yeah.
0: Nah. And listen, I did it to I, I did it to just start a discussion, but I get don't don't get me wrong. I think I always think like, all right, you know, they're doing it. This 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 is proven successful. I mean studios see this, they see they see other live action uh you know uh live action uh cg animation crossovers doing well so th- you know that's a trend that's not going to stop so but in in, in I, even, even though i might not agree with it completely but i do i'm just thinking like let's just kind of see how it goes but you know the other side of the argument is uh you know with these fans who are so close to this um it does kind of wreak and I have to admit, it does kind of reek of you know executives were going back. You know, it feels like a time when executives are just doing something because they had the property and they did not try to figure out what the fans liked at all.
1: Just just like the nineties all over again, basically in that. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, we might. I hope not. You know, but like that's what happened with the uh, Super Mario Brothers, man. You know, they they did not understand the the, the fans at all who who want this.
1: Yeah, you know and that 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 really kind of turns into like its own thing. In fact, let me just show you real quick. And obviously, people won't be able to see this, but I do have an action figure here—Mario <laughs> ah! from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Put that thing away, <sighs> Corey.
0: Don't touch me with that! Put it away. Let's
1: give it, like the mustache right now.
0: Wow! It looked like you have just like you pulled a little pedophile out your pocket, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude dressed up in, like, red overalls with, like, blank expressions on his face with this petal mustache. Yeah. Are you really, Mario? Yeah, wahoo. Come on, get in the van, kid. Yeah, I got Yoshi in my van. Come on. You want to ride? I got Yoshi in my van. Yeah. Um, nah, man. Uh, it, it, and that's the problem. What? Hey, listen. What did Marvel do that, uh, that. Uh, I'll, I'll leave, we don't even have to, like, look, we can talk about uh, the successes before. Um, yeah like Batman, Superman, you know, uh, uh, Tim Burton's Batman is awesome for, you know, being this, 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 this dark property that came out when people weren't trying to take a risk with things like that. Superman, the mo- the movie, you know, the, the Donner film, uh, it, that's, that, that's, uh, that's an amazing comic book film. But, w- you know, we went through this really bad period in the nineties where people did not understand comic book movies, man. They were horrible. Uh, like what?
1: Daredevil and Elektra and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the
0: Shadow, you know. We were getting, like, man, they were just pulling like, things at their ass to just try to make, you know, another, uh, try to get another Batman out there. Right, when the
1: Phantom it, I think was another one too. Yeah. The,
0: the Phantom, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Billy Zane, a purple suit, you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> purple, purple tights, man. It was that. We but when did it really start? And I'm going somewhere. When did when did comic book movies really start clicking, man? You know, constantly is when Marvel came out and understood their fans and started doing, you know, translating what worked
1: in those books mm-hmm. as
0: much as they could to the screen.
1: I think I think a big thing really is having, um, was it Kevin Fahey? Is Kevin Fahey, yeah, Kev, Kevin yeah. Fahey, yeah. He understood like he, he He's just like a huge fan of those characters in the comics themselves too. So, you know, like he understands as far as like what the fans want because he's a fan himself. And he knows like what it is that, you know, that people who have been, you know, growing up with these characters like Iron Man, Captain America, whatever. Like what we want to see if we see them in real life. And they basically just kind of translated that vision into not only just like the, you know, into like that movie, but obviously into like a whole, you know whole like franchise, pretty much, like with all, with all the Marvel movies after that. So, yep. Yeah.
0: Well, he understands them. Yeah, That's why they work. You know, And, and, and it's not like uh, we got to dumb this down for a general audience. No. Who really supports these superheroes, man? The fans do. You can't go as nerdy and geeky as they do sometimes. Or can you? We did a whole 10-year series leading up to the infinity gauntlet you know who the hell th- would have thought the infinity gauntlet would have been something that mainstream people would be like all hyped up over but it all started right? with like <laughs> like under- guardians
1: of the <laughs> galaxy in that case i mean like yeah. i never thought in a million years i would ever see guardians of the galaxy like as like an actual live action movie <laughs>
0: yeah and that's what's needed for video games to understand what the source of the appeal is for this and and, and make it cool now granted the storytelling is a little more Broad or limited when it comes to certain certain video games, but hey, you know what? They yes. they they took it with the they did it on Netflix with Castlevania.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. Castlevania was was uh, w- you know was like a good example as far as like how how to, like translate that. Um, although I am kind of curious and like I know this is something that I did pick up on in one of your videos yes, uh, as far as like just stories in video games in general. Now I think you're you're pretty critical in general as far as like how storytelling is in video games like overall. Is that right?
0: Yeah, well, it depends on the video games. I'm critical of storytelling in video games,
1: like just like yeah, just like in general, like as far as like it being a storytelling device compared to say like you know books, movies, and so on.
0: Well, you have to take it for what it is, you know. I mean, like right now, I'm playing Devil May Cry, and that is completely juvenile and stupid, but it's a fun. It's game. an anime, basically. It's <laughs> a, yeah, it's an anime, man. Yeah, you know, and and it's and it's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I'm not. When I say what I'm saying is like I'm not saying that to like uh, act like I'm above it. I'm having a great time with the game, but the storytelling is you know there there are cool elements in there, uh, like may come out of some anime or B movie or something. But the storytelling is not great. But I do realize I'm in a completely different format and I'm playing that. So it depends on what how strong is the story you're trying to tell, you Mm. know. And if you're really trying to tell something deep and, and that's your main focus, then. I'm going to uh, give credit for that. If your main focus is to not do that and, and just concentrate on the gameplay, and I can get lost in that, in, in that too, then I'm not going to be as critical. You know, now if you tried to tell a deep story and you failed, then yeah, you know, I hold. Yeah. That, then you hold. You know. That, then I. I. I if, it, if that's how it is for me, I will hold. I will hold that accountable there.
1: I mean, I'm always kind of like interested, really, in just like storytelling in gaming, because it really is a new thing, if you think about it, as far as it just being, like, a focus, really, in games. I mean, you only really kind of started seeing it uh, in full swing, really, when you saw, like, Naughty Dog do, like, Uncharted and, like, games like that, basically, like, where the story is, like, the actual... Focus pretty much
0: yeah last of us is a is amazing last of us is a great game but i'm that was one of the things where i was really wrapped up into the story like i said man you know uh one of my favorite uh one of my favorite games as far as a game of the year uh uh, title goes was walking dead uh Mm. the the you know um the you know the which was nothing but um quick time decisions and, 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 and a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. You know,
1: you just answer it's questions. It's like a modern-day point-and-click adventure game, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And I thought, you know, the gameplay really wasn't that important to me. You know, it was me mm-hmm. progressing the story. So that was... And obviously, that was uh, uh, Telltale's uh, uh, mission with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and that's where I can judge it for and for doing doing what it did well.
1: Right. Because that's the, like, intent of the game itself. So basically judging it on those merits. Yeah. Much, yeah.
0: And also think like, you know, and in, in video games really kind of the storytelling can 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 go beyond what films do, because since you're involved in playing in an active part of it, they don't have to always give you a full story. Uh, one of the great things about coming out of Silent Hill Two, Silent Hill one, uh, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, you know, is it, putting the mythology together on your own uh you know as you pick it up in the world they don't tell you bloodborne is a great bit of storytelling without telling a story really uh mm-hmm. they, you know they tell it in pieces but these creatures that you're fighting you know uh all of them have a backstory, man, and you don't really know it when you're playing the game. You have to go back and either pick up pieces of stories together from, you know, uh, from notes left throughout the game. You got to uh, dig for it. You got to yeah, dig for sure. it. Or you got to get online and then then we're, we're other people have like really started putting the mythology together, which is <laughs> uh, which to me is great because it's a more video games have afforded us a more immersive form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, and which I think is amazing. I you know I, when I love Bloodborne, man. When I got when I, when I and I. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, when I when I <laughs> computer agrees with me, uh, yeah. when I play <laughs> when, I, when I when I'm done playing, <laughs> I agree. When I when I'm done playing, it's like man, I love going and watching videos and finding out things that I either assumed I didn't know at all and see how hmm. it's all put together. I think that's amazing. The fill
1: in the blanks a bit there, yeah, 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 exactly, man. So like it's funny too because um, you know you know we're starting to kind of see more of like that type of storytelling for sure with with games like that that, that do want to have more of a focus on the gameplay but obviously there are games like with you know as you mentioned with like The Last of Us with like Uncharted um, that really likes to weave in the gameplay and the storytelling and bring those you know both up to like a high quality. Um. Although you know, certainly before all that too, like you know, I was mentioning about like point click adventure games. Like, I'm not sure if you if you like played point click adventure games and like what you I guess like thought of like the story and any of those like say like Secret of Monkey Island or Maniac Mansion, they have the tentacle like the Lucas Arts games, things like that. Uh,
0: Yeah. You know what? I never really played any of those. the Closest I probably did to that was the the you know the the one that everybody at one time has played. Uh, What? It's the one word title. What is it? You're going in. Looking at books and you know, uh, you on an island.
1: Mist, mist. Oh, mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I played mist. The Killer Mac app, if you will. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> man. You know, everybody kind of played that because it was on, installed on something for free or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. of the Tentacle, man. I, I used to love the the cartoony look of that, and I wanted to play that. But I, that was a that was a Lucas uh, Arts game, right?
1: It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, they put out some good stuff, man. I ne- but I never got to the point and click adventures that, that much because I, I you know I was into like. The shooters and the platformers
1: and your dooms and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> y'all
0: yeah, was into the adventure games, you know, some RPGs yep. every now and then. So, yeah, man, you know, that point-click. I'm not, I'm not, I'm that, I'm that little shitty kid, man. Where I was just kind of like, Oh, this looks boring, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, the, you know, uh, uh, not that. And I look today and I like, man, you know, the artistry and the storytelling with those, especially after playing something like Walking Dead. I, uh, you know, I look back and like, man, you know, I feel kind of bad because I never gave those things a chance. And I actually like some of the art styles of those.
1: I know they got re-released as well, so you can always go back and play them on like PS4 and whatnot. Um, yeah. So at least they're like accessible in that sense, and they, and, and they still hold up because like the art style, as you know, as you mentioned, like is is like still like really good and like really. Um, you know, just just it just you know it like really holds up in that sense, just like how you mentioned with um with like Dragon's Lair as well, and that you know that's that's why there's also going to be like a Dragon's Lair movie as well. Like there's actually like a movie being made right like right now on that. Um, so i was kind of curious on, on on your thoughts with uh with like Dragon's Lair movie as well.
0: I contributed to that, uh, donated to that. And, uh, oh, the Kickstarter for the that. Kick- yeah, yeah. It was what it was, it was a Kickstarter. Man, it was it was kind of sad because it did a Kickstarter and it failed on that end, so they went over to IndieGoGo.
1: Oh right! I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they they did they did that over there, and it's uh, you know I just want to see it get done. Uh, I know that they 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 send out uh, you know they send out uh, uh, updates every now and then, and they even have like some stuff that they're doing now. Like I wonder, I I hope this gets done because now I'm seeing that (laughs) now they're talking about uh, uh, Don Bluth doing animation master classes. I'm like, what, well, man, you know, you need to get your ass back. I heard back. that too, yeah. Yeah, you get your ass back <laughs> on that movie, man. You know you, you, be, you know,
1: <laughs> Focus.
0: <laughs> I don't, the sad thing is, is that if we're switching gears and talking about something like Dragon's Lair. As much as I am in love with that, I was even watching some of the old, there was an old Saturday morning cartoon. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, if you, do you remember the Dragon's Lair cartoon from Saturday morning?
1: Barely, yeah. Do you remember of its existence? <laughs> it was it was bad, man. It was animated yeah. by this company that like was
0: pretty much just kind of ripping off uh, Hanna-Barbera. It's a mm. company called Ruby Spears at the end of it. I it wonder was,
1: if they were the same company that did the Battletoads cartoon, if you remember that at all. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know, man. You know, I remember the Battletoads cartoon. I know they did the one about the teenage dude that turns
1: into a car. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? I'm not sure if I remember that one. Man, I mean, look like, it up. Turbo it, like, it, like, like honestly, that, that sounds like 12 other shows like from, from like, the 80s. You know? <laughs> Turbo. No man. Yeah. You, they,
0: yeah. They would just do. They, like they were just doing like really like, like weird coked up fever dream cartoons. Man, it was a it was a, about a kid who got fused with his car. If he got okay. too hot, like he was a reg- regular teenager, but if he got too hot, he would turn into his. He would turn into a car.
1: Was and this a 70s show? Or?
0: It's a an 80s show. In oh, the so thing it was early like, '80s, then yeah,
1: and I guess he had to wear the so same it was a clothes. The hangover from like the '70s drugs, in that case.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. People still high as hell from the '70s, man. And it's from yeah, this kid. And it was funny because he yeah he, he always had to wear the same clothes because he, his clothes turned into the car too. Uh, oh, okay. And and, Logic, they, and, yeah. and they would give you a <laughs> shot of his ass turning into like the like the the rear or the bumper or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they it was it was that that part was well animated. Like all the him turning to the car <laughs> a little the, too
1: well animated. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well. <laughs> they showed him bending over. And he, <laughs> yeah, it was man, it was crazy. And they it's the same people that did that that animated this this um, Dragon's Lair cartoon. And it was kind of cool because to get the feeling of uh, the LaserDisc game where you know it's all. You know, it was all a uh, 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 quick style, quick quick time style decisions. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they, they would already it was already predetermined. You either have to turn left or turn right. If you turn right when you should turn left, then you, you know you die. But uh, the, at the end of the cartoon, or no, they go, before a commercial break, Dirk the Daring, the guy, the hero of Dragon's like he'd be in trouble. And then they say. Uh, before we go to commercial, what should Dirk do? Should he go left or just, should he go right? And they'd actually oh, you know, come okay. back. And they, so it's like
1: a choose your own adventure, but like as a TV show. Yeah,
0: yeah. When they come back and they say, uh, which one did you choose? If you chose left, you fucked up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, and they show him dying, but you know, but then they show uh, it wouldn't be graphic. They just show him dying or mess up, and but then they show him to make the right choice and you move on with the cartoon. Uh, the, you know, uh, speaking of uh, what they're doing with the movie now. I don't think there's a demand for that film. I think that film would actually, I, I don't, I, it hurts me to say, I don't think that it would be a success.
1: I don't think so either. Yeah. It's just kind of something that like is, I feel like it's for the fans and also for Don Bluth because like he's, now he's been spending about like 40 years of his life on Dragon's Lair. <laughs> you know, if you if you really think about it because like Dragon's Lair came out in the early 80s, you know, and yeah. that was out like around when, um what was it? Yeah, because I think it came out was it 80?
0: Yeah, it was 1983 when it came out.
1: Oh, E3. Okay, got gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was 83 when it came out, and, you know, and it was great for its time, and people love living the nostalgia of it, looking at it on, uh, online, you know, especially how you have to put, pop a quarter in to see it play, play all the way through. Um, yeah. But that Kickstarter, I think, was a sign of uh, mm-hmm. yeah no one has a real demand for this And as far as a movie goes i think it would have been kind of cool for don blue to take advantage of of streaming you know maybe doing it as a show and doing it more as like a like
1: a show for like teens like you know? an episodic kind of format yeah or? it could
0: have been a fun funny and i think he would probably need some better writers on it to make it like a you know, sort of a nostalgic, funny, uh, self-referential kick for the fans out there. If he's out here trying to make some, you know, some real Disney-type film with this, some fantasy Disney-type film. I That's what he's used he's
1: to, to them, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. What well, he's used to. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It kind of
1: go, goes against them, really, like, to to do something like that because you can't just churn them out quickly, like um, like like say like a He-Man cartoon, for example, just reuse the animations. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah, they have the con- they, look. You know, they have the technology to do that style of animation a lot easier now. Uh, you know, uh, technology is definitely going f- to save them some money and time, but I think he would need some. Man, I think he would need writers like uh, 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 Chris Lord and Phil uh, Phil Miller. I think is that Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Sorry, I get those two mixed up all the time. You know, guys, I know, like the- a lot of the the
1: original people who did the games are also coming back for the movie. So, he, yeah.
0: yeah, he comes in. He's the director. But also, I think he needs. Uh, he, I think he should be art director, and then you get somebody like you know, some, someone who has more of a modern sensibility to come in and director at least write it, you right. know, uh, the, the, like the Lego guys, uh, you know, twenty to twenty one Jump Street guys, you know, they, they, they did they both those. Uh, I think they would be great, uh, you know, some with their sensibilities would be great to come in and bring something like Dragon's Lair to not the not the movies, but maybe to TV in the form of a Netflix show.
1: Mm. Making a yeah. movie
0: that I don't know what they're gonna do with it and it's not gonna it's not gonna succeed theatrically. I can tell you that right now. It it's something that would do well on Netflix as a nostalgic kick for people if they do the movie. And if they, and and honestly, I don't think the story is gonna be that strong if they even if they the way they're doing it right now. But you know, that's that's just me. Maybe I'm I've set myself up for heartbreak
1: yeah yeah i mean I, th- I think you're right on though because i feel like modern audiences they'll only really know what dragon slayer is as that game that the kids are playing in stranger things season two yeah yeah <laughs> man it's a great point <laughs> unfortunately i think that's actually the, the, you know like the the reality of the case and that's yeah. uh it, it it saddens me to say that but i, I you know objectively that's kind of how you have to see it you know yeah um which kind of presents like like a question for you actually um what do you feel like is needed in order to adapt a video game properly to a movie uh that will appease both mainstream audiences as well as like the hardcore crowd for the for that game.
0: I think first of all, man, you know, you gotta get somebody who's really trying to make a, a, a film. Uh and, and but they have to understand that game. They have to understand the game not just to uh not not for what need what needs to be brought to the screen, but they need to understand that game well enough to say, okay, this is what does not need to be brought over here Mm -hmm. you know uh you don't need to be trying to incorporate forcing elements of the game in there just you know just because oh people recognize that from the game Mm -hmm. it's a Uh, different format entirely it's a different format yeah it's a different format entirely um i'm thinking of uh you know some of the things that i already mentioned that worked i think silent hill worked because it was a horror movie and it was about the occult and they had you know, and it didn't work all the way through. But for the most part, they kept the you know, uh, they they kept some of the imagery in there while being able to like uh, make this really disturbing story. Um, uh, you know, I look at um, what made Castlevania work, man. Well, first of all, Castlevania again, they played with a show, which they were able to, to go in and. Uh, but you asked about movies. I w- I won't go to the
1: show. You asked about movies. Yeah, well, you can mention like Castlevania if you want to as well, a, not, as like as, as an example of bringing that over. Well, yeah. no,
0: we'll we'll, we'll we'll stick with the you know we'll stick with the uh, movies it's okay. just you know i mean
1: it's so like doom with like the rock for example <laughs> yeah you know which like reminds me actually there, there is a doom annihilation movie that, that is coming out and i know the doom twitter feed um or like the twitter channel they did mention like how yeah we have nothing to do with this like they're steering clear of it like entirely man so. no they yeah they
0: they're, they're pulling the Sega, man like, yeah, this, we don't we don't have nothing to do with this bullshit uh that's right. that, that what they did they, that's a, that's cheap and that looks like a sci-fi movie i saw the trailer mm. for that yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it looks it looks like complete bullshit man but you know uh you know let me put look, okay, look let me simplify it let me just simplify it real quick anything can be done if you have people creative people who are writing it well and have a good sense of uh of their audience you know um uh, jordan peele just came out with his movie why does it work because jordan peele is such a great craftsman at at filmmaking that he knows how to actually uh involve his audience he knows how to entertain his audience uh if you write something that's not too far-fetched from the material so you piss off the fans but bring in elements and get a good screenwriter who can write a good story, who can actually put together a film that gets people involved and care about those characters, and doesn't come out, come across as a complete cash grab. Because the audience, I mean, the, the the studio say it's just famous. We just want to put it out there to get some money. Then you 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 have something good, man. That's what it's yeah. all. The, it's all the writing and the storytelling. That's all. You know, a lot of people just forget that. A lot of studios were failing because they were just putting stuff on the screen because they had the properties and they want to make money at it. That's all they didn't. They didn't get it. Daredevil failed with Ben Affleck because they didn't. The studio studio didn't get it. I mean, Batman is an example of what to do and what not to do uh joel schumacher took it and he made he he missed the mark and the point completely he didn't get it yeah he didn't get it's it. a
1: Bat credit card and the bat nipples yeah so, and yeah. the bat nipples man it's a necessary part of the character
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh don't forget that badass, <laughs> badass.
1: <laughs>
0: but also what's his name took it and made something that a lot of people could say it's not the batman that they know but he took it and made it his own Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, man. Christopher Nolan took Batman and made it something that was really not the Batman that we've really known for, you know, historically, traditionally. But uh, what did he do? He told a great story. He 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 knows how to make a film, you Mm -hmm. know. So between his filmmaking skills, his direction and his storytelling, you know, that's why it worked.
1: I mean, I feel like, especially with like the Dark Knight, to kind of use that as an example. Um, it wasn't even so much of like a superhero movie, but more of like kind of like a detective thriller <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I feel like if you kind of take something that's normally like very like kind of like genre based, like such as video games or superheroes or whatever it might be, and you apply it to more of like a real world, relatable sort of sense, uh, that's when you kind of really hook in like audiences all around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about the the the, the let's let's take the the. Let's take the uh, the, the, the classic go to what not to do video game movie, which is that little man you had got on your got on your shelf right there. <laughs> the Super Mario the Super Brothers Super, movie, yeah. The Mario Brothers, man. It was a, what? What did they tell a good story? No. What they did was they took they they took something uh, cute made it terrifying by the way with the you know <laughs> the lizard people and everything and yeah. then they have really well, Yoshi characters. was just
1: like a dinosaur so Yoshi's <laughs> just
0: a dinosaur and they would kind of, and why did they do that because they want to uh did this come out okay did this come out after it came out after Jurassic Park right
1: I think so yeah I, I want to say it did yeah, yeah. Could be wrong, but let me double check that actually. Yeah, so yeah, party. double
0: check it. I don't want to, you know, I want to sit up here and well, sounds stupid like I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I often do. Uh,
1: that came out in 1993, and Jurassic Park. Let me see here. Jurassic Park came out in 1993 as well. So I mean, I, I guess they just kind of came out. Actually, uh, yeah, Mario Brothers came out a month before Jurassic Park.
0: All right, somebody told me they had a dinosaur coming out big ass dinosaur movie coming out and super mario brothers like oh we got to put one in here too you know i not you know i
1: don't know but i mean it's i mean i'm sure it's like one of those situations where they're like oh yoshi's a character oh who's who's yoshi oh he's a dinosaur okay we'll just put like a dinosaur in there call him yoshi okay call him yoshi
0: yeah (laughs) but think about it you know what is uh you know what what were were Bob Hoskins and uh and uh and what's his name uh um, um, John Leguizamo John, John were they were they characters that you really liked no they were just a couple of guys <laughs> screaming through this crazy world of you know and these you know uh the the you know the uh, uh Dennis Hopper he wasn't he wasn't like a villain that you could he had any feelings. No, really. but a he was fan. like the
1: prototypical like, you know, person who you get in to play as a villain in any movie. Yeah, much
0: there was no charm from that Nintendo game put into this movie at all. This movie could have no. been anything. There was nothing that the kids could relate to except like, oh, they're oh they they're wearing uh, the red and green overalls. Oh, this dinosaur is named Yoshi. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, there was nothing, no, no charm at all about what made that property what it is. And even then, if they decide to go th- that route, there was no charm at all in that as a movie. Those characters, no, it was just it was just loud, and it was just done be- for the for the sake of we have the we have the title we're going to cash mm-hmm. in
1: on that. I think that movie like the only thing it really took was years off of Bob Hoskins' life for all the drinking that he did oh. on set. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> that uh, heart condition
1: that Denzel Washington movie he did. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so one last question I want to ask you, and this is kind of like a fun one, and uh, one I'm super curious to know about from you um so i know you're a big medea fan (laughs) um what would a medea video game look like
0: (laughs) that's a great one man medea packs a gun so it'd be violent yeah taste the rainbow bitch (laughs) it would be like it, it would be it would be a grand theft auto with a with a black transvestite (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. Because you would be causing chaos. Because she's always running from the police. She's always talking about, "I can't go back to jail." She she carries her gun with her, but she's always setting st- stuff straight. And we are, and what I think what would happen? You would definitely have a stage in this game where you uh, you're going through and beating up or attacking or shooting all the dark black men that are abusing women. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Mm-mm, not for my baby. <laughs> Gone now, gone. I'm turkey. <laughs> Ron bitch, right for your lap. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, she would probably be fighting some people, you know, uh, but at the end you would definitely have to take down a big black man, a big evil black man. And yeah. uh and but the thing is you would say t- you would shoot him, but you wouldn't kill him. What would happen is uh he would be okay enough for you to drag his ass to church. That's that. That would be the. Yeah, that was would like be the, the moral at,
1: at the end of the story, kind of like situation?
0: Yeah, that 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 would be it. When you uh, when you know, get as many get get, you have to get in the game. That would be one thing. You have to get as many black people to church as you can. <laughs>
1: That's like the high score. That's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Could so, I I can totally see that. Yeah, I think we actually have some. Yeah, I think we might have to write something like after this. So. Yeah, I'm down, man. <laughs> Completely down with that that's great that's great well cory thank you again so much for for speaking with me it's an absolute pleasure and honor to speak with you uh you know after like following your work for like so many years um and people can go check out your work at doubletoasted.com, is that right
0: yes sir yeah doubletoasted.com. uh and remember uh uh help help keep us going by uh subscribing if you can
1: uh mm-hmm. and uh Get that DT merch yeah, I was, I all was over your to, body. I was trying
0: to find a way to segue that in.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you caught me on that. You know, like right. I had nothing.
0: Right. Yeah, how do I just crowbar that <laughs> DT merch into here, man?
1: Just it right in there. Yeah. No, hey man, it's
0: been a it's 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 been an honor
1: uh to have you uh have me on the show too. Thank you for asking. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, if, if you want to follow the ArtCast on Twitter, we are at ArtPodcast. Podcast. Same thing for Facebook, Facebook.com slash ArcPodcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the guilty man. And if you want to uh, to help so, like support the show or like check out like ways that um, that you can like support the show, like with all the perks and stuff that, that we offer there, uh, you could check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash arcast. Please be sure to check out our partner site, Don't Feed the Gamers, at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That's run by our good friend Liana Ruppert, where her and the team there give fan-centric news and reviews in gaming. If you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, or topics for us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at rcasts at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially of the Star Wars variety. There's the flagship show Brews and Blasters, along with Kanata's Castle and Starship Sabers and Scoundrels. There's also Beltway Bonthas, which combines both Star Wars and politics, so if you're of both minds, it's definitely the show for you. And there's also the Animaniacast if you're an Animaniacs fan, the Deucecast for all you movie buffs out there, and the Techno Retro if you're to a variety of old-school stuff. There's also us with our cast, so be sure to find us on iTunes to subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast. And uh, yeah, that is Rcast Mini number 21 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in the soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network.